May I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. What are we here for? I don't mean life. I mean church. Why do we come to church? What is the purpose of coming to church? What is the purpose of being a follower of Jesus Christ, of being a Christian? Our first reading from the prophet Isaiah, we heard, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. And then in the second reading from Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Worship the Lord. Celebrate all that God has done. And then in Philippians following on, let your gentleness be known to everyone. Rejoice in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Worship the Lord. Show your gentleness, care, concern, love to those you meet. That seems to be at the heart of why we are here, why we are followers of Jesus. Praise of God and concern for others. Has the church always been good at both? If we're gathering together at Mass to praise God and to show gentleness, do we manage both of them or is our focus only one or the other? In how we live our Christian lives, do we manage to praise God at all times and show God's love and care to those we meet? This last week, the report on the Church of England from ICSA, the independent investigation into child sexual abuse, was released. It's horrifying seeing how complicit the Church of England has been in the, in the abuse of young people when they should be safe in the church. It is horrifying and feels so hard to celebrate being part of a denomination which has failed so many people so badly. But we must not give up. We as a church are called to repentance and amendment of life, called to sort ourselves out, ensuring that such things cannot happen again moving forward. In doing so, though, we need to acknowledge as a church that we have failed. Safeguarding procedures and such like should be helping to protect us from going down those routes again in future. We are called to have concern and love for other people, to prevent people being exploited as we worship God. Rejoice in the Lord. Show gentleness to all people. We are reminded church is not just about us. It's not about our preferences, the things we quite like, our favorite hymns or Bible readings or order of service. I remember a story some years ago, whether it was true or not, I have no idea. 
about someone at the end of a service going up to the preacher and saying, I didn't enjoy that service one bit. To which the reply came back, well, that's okay. We're not worshipping you. We're worshipping God. Not fulfilling our favourite things. Rejoice in the Lord always. Show gentleness to all people. These words are challenging because they remind us it's not all about us. It's not all about our preferences. Not all about meeting people like us or those we'd like to be around. We are reminded about God's love and care for all people. Straight, gay, bisexual, young, old and those in between. Male, female, transgender, gender fluid, those who are transitioning, those who are British, European, American, African, Asian, Australian, those who are white and people of colour, those who are able-bodied, those who are physically disabled, those who struggle with mental health issues, those who are tall, those who are vertically challenged, those who are rich, those who are poor, those who are happy and those who are depressed, those suffering with addictions. We are called to reach out and welcome every single one of them. We are called to show God's love and care to all people. We are to reach out to them, to welcome them, not just those we like, but all people. Remembering that each and every one of us is made in the image of God and is loved by God for the person they are, not the person someone else thinks they should be. Rejoice in the Lord always. Show gentleness to all people. This means showing real welcome and inclusiveness accepting people no matter what is going on in their lives, no matter what has happened in their lives up to this point. It doesn't mean saying, okay, you can be part of the community if you pretend to be someone you're not. I'll give you an example. Would you tell someone they can be part of the congregation only if they wore stilts to cover up the fact they were short? I'd hope not. Or telling someone to pretend they were from a different place, maybe putting on a different accent in order to be part of us. Those examples are, of course, silly. But what about someone who's gay? Would they be told they could only be part of the congregation if they were pretended they were straight? Or someone transitioning from male to female or female to male? Would you insist they can only be part of the community if they deny who they now are? Even telling them that they should dress as a gender they used to be or use a name which is no longer theirs when they have struggled for years with a feeling of having been born the wrong gender in the first place. We need to accept, we need to welcome all people, no matter who they are. We need to love them, 
We need to show God's love to them. At the start of a wedding, we often hear the words, God is love. Those who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Rejoice in the Lord. Show concern for all. Live in love. Live in God. God lives in you. Bishop Michael Curry, the presiding bishop in the Episcopal Church in the USA, often says that in a sermon, if you're not speaking about love, you're not speaking about the gospel. You're not speaking about Jesus. Because at the heart of the gospel is love. Everything we do leads to that. Love of God, love of our neighbor, God's love for us. Everything in our lives must facilitate that. In a couple of weeks, we have our gift day here at the Vale. If we are serious about rejoicing in the Lord always, if we are serious about showing gentleness and care to all, to each person, if we are serious about living in love, serious about wanting God to live in us, it must affect every part of our life. It must affect how we use our resources, our time, our money, our gifts. Because if we are rejoicing in the Lord, if we are showing gentleness, care, love and welcome to all people, as a church it necessarily affects how we support the local church with our time, with our skills and yes, with our money. If we are rejoicing in the Lord, giving thanks for the gifts we have been given, if we want, as the church, to show love, welcome, and care to other people who do not yet know God's love for them, how are we going to make that possible? What do we need to do to enable the church to reach out more? to reach out to our community, to let people know that God loves them, each and every one of them. That takes time, that takes skills, that takes money to enable things to happen. But it's what we must do. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice and let your love be shown to every single person. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.